My water back here. Sure. I think I'll leave it. Okay. okay. Good. I'll put my Bible back here too. Here. I'll put this. All right, well, we're going to get started. So there's two words that we need to keep in mind. Gluttony, which is one that Katie uh, shared with us and the children, which was a great intro lesson. Um, so from BibleStudyTools.com, I found this information. Gluttony is a sin that many Christians find easy to laugh about and accept as harmless, while sins such as being an alcoholic or adulterer are quickly attacked. The sin of gluttony is idolatry. It is a choice of self-love, comfort, and control through food. These Bible verses about gluttony will help you understand the seriousness that God placed on gluttony, on this sin. And I, there's a lot of them. <laughs> so it really is serious. I chose Proverbs 23, verses 1 through 3, uh, that says, When you sit to dine with a ruler, note what is before you. Put a knife to your throat. If you are given to gluttony, do not crave his delicacies, for that food is deceptive. Isn't it, though? It looks so good and pretty, and how they're decorating cupcakes nowadays and, and cakes. How they, uh, how they did in the Garden of Eden. What, was, yes. what did they deceive Adam and Eve with? Food. Mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And a lot of times in Proverbs, I found that um, drunkard, is included in the scripture of gluttony. Mm -hmm. So something to be, keep in mind, we don't want to be seen as a drunkard, right? As Herb said, he gave you his saying, we tend to think you should stay away from all alcohol, right? But food is fair game. The other word we're looking at is idolatry. And from the American Heritage Dictionary, it says idolatry is worship of idols. Okay. But... Definition number two is more important. Blind or excessive devotion to something. It could be anything. Video games. Um, it could be money. It could be your job. In our instance, we're looking at food specifically. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 14 says, So my dear friends, flee from the worship of idols. So we're not even supposed to be around them, right? When we think of idols, though, and idolatry, don't we think of just the golden calves that were made and the other gods that people worshipped as idols? We tend not to ever pull food into that because we like it. <laughs> and it tastes good, and we want to eat it. So therefore, we, in my mind anyway, I'm going to pull you all in with me. We <laughs> refuse to see that as gluttony because we don't want to. <laughs> it's as simple as that. So that's what we're looking at, gluttony, but more than that, idolatry, because we start with gluttony, because it always starts out small and little, right? And then it keeps building and building and building, and eventually it can get to the level of idolatry. So with idolatry um it can you've seen it in excess right you've seen um anorexics i mean that's idolatry when it's it's they're driven to such extreme and and it it goes hand in hand in that instance with mental illness also in um in you know i mean you've heard that show my 600 pound life and that's not only 
some of it's gluttony, and um, a lot of it is idolatry. Most of it is. And I uh, have, um, Shannon's going to pop up some pictures here. And in these pictures, I want you guys to tell me in which picture do you think I'm healthier? Go ahead, audience participation. Okay, well, in both of those, and that's my brother with me, so that's him right there. But in both of these cases, food is idolatry. Um, and I used to think, it, and I struggled with food as a kid. I mean, I loved, loved food. So I wanted to, before we, as we get into this, I just want to tell you a little bit about my story in, the, in this case. So I had always thought, well, if I reached a certain size, it would no longer be an issue. I would be happy. Everything would be fine. It wouldn't be an issue. Well, when I reached that size, I continued with it. It was, you, I felt success if I didn't eat, but it, or if I, if I ate too much, it was always an issue and it was always a thought and it was always in my head. It was like a constant warfare. So, but I always thought it was me and not understanding that this is spiritual uh, in the true battle in every sense of the world, word. So um, what I want to talk about is how to identify if um, idolatry is a problem in your life. And are you going to food instead of God? Um, and this is not black and white, right? Because we know, say no to drugs, say no to getting drunk. Uh, but food, we need food to eat. We need it to survive. We use it um, to celebrate. We use food. I mean, it, in, such, in so many aspects of our life, like it's, it's fuel, it's nourishment. Uh, but when does it become when it, idolatry, when we start using food out of the proper place, the place that God intended it to be. So we obsess over it. Have you ever had something and you're like, you, you had enough, you're satisfied. Then you go into the living room and you're watching TV and there it is, that piece in the kitchen. And it's like, ah, I just, I'm just going to go. I have one more bite, just one more bite. And, and you just keep going until it's gone. And you're like, why did I do this? I feel sick. Like, why would I do this to myself? Um, that's just obsessing over food or eating foods that we know are not good for us, but continue regardless of the consequences. So if you think like this is innocent and it doesn't matter, think about with your own kids or grandkids or your loved ones, your husband, your spouse, your wife, um, or the ones you care about. You don't want them eating foods that make them sick, right? Do, I mean, every, we all watch what our loved ones eat, right? To an extent, we're like, no, you can't have too much of candy. It's going to make you sick. Do we? Or do we not? Yes, don't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Like, yes. it, it, because it's important. So God is our heavenly father. Why wouldn't he care what we put into our bodies, especially if we're going to it as an idol, if we're going to it um, as a source of comfort, uh, to fill voids, to fill loneliness, to fill boredom, to fill procrastinate. So we procrastinate from doing something. There's so many different reasons. And when you start to unpack it, um, it can be heavy. It can be a lot when you start unpacking what, like, whoa, why am I going to food for that? Some of us are unaware. Like for me, I'd come home from work and it was a way to relax. Like, you know, some people poured wine, I would eat. I mean, you know, beyond being hungry, right? Having dinner and then wanting to go beyond. And it's like, what's going on here? Um, so God started 
to reveal to me that that isn't okay, as innocent as it seems, it's not okay. Um, and then we're not satisfied. Like, have you eaten and you're full, but you just keep going back more? You're just so unsatisfied. And there are physiological reasons that happens, um, you know, lack of nutrients, lack of nourishment. Um, but some, a lot of times it's spiritual. It's a spiritual battle. We keep going back because the enemy wants to keep us focused on food, anything that can keep us from turning to God. Um, and then binging or starving, that's another form of idolatry. And we do a great job um, in justifying what we want, right? Right? We've been, I've been good all week. I deserve this. Uh, we make excuses. Well, I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't do drugs. So why can't I eat this? Like, we do that so well. Like, we can justify anything we want. But what uh, what I've learned is that we have to go to the scripture. What does Christ say? Um, and you know, in, in other ways, we just, we compare ourselves to others. Well, I didn't eat that at that party. So now I can eat this when I come home because why not? I did good. I, I can reward myself. Like it's these, it's so many things, right? It's never just one, one way we justify. We can justify it in many, many sorts of the way. Um, but the truth is God looks at our hearts, right? He, he looks, we can't, we can't, uh, convince God that we deserve this when we are, we've eaten, we're good, we're satisfied. Like, you know, this is not, God didn't intend for this to be a reward. He intended food to be nourishment and fuel, um, and, you know, to help us, to help us do his will. Uh, and then do you want to, do you want to do, um, sure. I can read the scripture. Um, so as Ashley said, the Lord looks at our hearts. We're going to look at first Samuel chapter 16, verse seven. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not look on his appearance or on the height of his stature. Thank you. <laughs> because I have rejected him. For the Lord sees not as man sees. Man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart, on the heart. And he knows. I mean, he knows if we are, we're seeking food, if we're obsessing over food, um, and you know, if we are hurting our bodies with food, because I mean, these are our temples, we have to keep them, we have to do our part and be responsible in keeping ourselves healthy, um, you know, for, for what we can, what we can control. Right. Um, and you know, this is, this is definitely a, a spiritual warfare and it's, just like Satan to pervert something as innocent as food. And it started in the very, very beginning. Uh, and as you know, I'm sure as you, you know, you see in society today, food's getting more corrupted and more chemicals are put into our food. That's not just, you know, it's not just a coincidence that's happening. There's a lot. If you can keep us sick, you can keep our brains foggy. You can keep us, you can keep us down right? You can keep us withdrawn because we're too, we're too sick to go out into the world, you know, to keep us alone. Um, so there's so many different, different components to this spiritual warfare. And this is just what we're talking about today is really just the beginning of unpacking everything going on. Um, and it, it looks innocent food, but the emotional connect connection and the physical consequences are not, um, you know, it's, it's not long-term. I mean, it, it seeps in and it can become a lifelong battle. Uh, I know, you know, it's still, I mean, I, I enjoy, I really enjoy food. It's a way of, 
you know, it's, it's was used in my life for when I was sad, you know, and, and coming from a cultural too, like you ate, you ate it. My grandma would say, oh, you must be sick if you're not eating. Like, <laughs> you know, like that was just, you had to eat all the time. It was just what we did. And, uh, but you know, that wasn't, that's not really the right way. I mean, and, uh, so, uh, like I said, Satan perverts our relationship with food, um, and it hinders us and it can cause illness and disease or prevent us from being well. Um, and you know, as soon as we're eating and we're not taking in energy from food and our body is using more energy, breaking that up, that's when we start to break our bodies down. We need to get the energy from the foods that we're eating. Um, and we need to identify the truth of our relationship with food. Um, and it's uncomfortable. And I would challenge anybody here, if this is making anybody feel a little bit uncomfortable, um, and it might not even be about food. It might be about social media. It might be about something else in your life um, to really spend time with the Lord and find out what's going on there. Uh, because, you know, the Holy Spirit can, it can convict us in many ways. And I find when I'm uncomfortable, I'm like, Ooh, I got to pay attention to this. <laughs> what's, what's going on here? Um, and it hinders us from living the life God called us to. And, um, the truth for so many of us is it's not innocent and it's not harmless. It's a love hate relationship. Um, we love it, but we hate what it does to our bodies in so many cases. Why do we, why can we not binge on broccoli? Like we, you know, I mean, really, have you ever thought about that? Like, why is it so much easier to binge on the junk food than it is to on the vegetables? And what? No, no, I like, no, I want the audience to speak. No, tell me. <laughs> Cheese makes it better. <laughs> no, no, no. I want, I want you guys to say things. No, this is great. Um, yeah, that does make it better. <laughs> but would you ever think about that? Like that's not innocent in itself right there. Like it's not, um, that we can't, you know, it takes us forever to eat our little bit of broccoli, but it's so much easier to eat a whole bag of fast food or a whole bag of junk or, you know, unhealthy things. It just goes down so much easier. Um, and it's a source of confusion and shame. I mean, how many of you have just been confused by every, all the, the dietary information out there, all the, yeah, it, it's overwhelming. And one thing that I say, if we go back to the way God created food to be, that's, that's what he wants. He doesn't want us to eat food that was created in laboratories. I mean, like I, I remember uh, seeing a, a bottle of gravy, and I know some of you've heard this story, but I seen a bottle of gravy, and <laughs> you know that story. And uh, <laughs> I, uh, I'm looking at it, and I'm like, oh my goodness, there is like nothing in here that God created. These are chemicals. It was like the perfect little pretty laboratory gravy. Like, I'm like, <laughs> oh my goodness, this is awful. And I um, wonder why it's like so cheap and they just, you know, pumping those out. But, um, and so many of us with food, uh, it's secrecy. In front of, we might do really well. And then when we go home, that's our time when no one's around to eat and to, um, to really, you know, um, just, just almost like eat ourselves into, um, pain, eat ourselves into just, uh, 
like a way of, of just relaxing and sitting down, but why aren't we doing that in front of people? So if we're doing that in secret, we don't want people to see what we're really eating or how much we're really eating. Um, there's something going on there too. And like, just as we opened our, um, as we opened up earlier with the prayer with, from Galatians, um, Shannon, if you want to put, um, Galatians five, uh, 16, um, that, that scripture, the one you have up there. Yeah. With walking in the spirit. Um, when I, but, uh, that I, is such a good, uh, scripture to, to hang on to with anything in our lives. Um, but when, so I say walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh because what, what are we doing? We're, we're gratifying the desires of our flesh. We're being drunk on food, uh, and you know, or just eating when we don't, we're satisfied, we're not hungry. Um, so really this is an amazing scripture to just have committed to memory, maybe put it in the, the kitchen or the fridge or on the computer, wherever that issue is for you. Um, I just, it's, it's super powerful. And, and God never meant for food to be used like this. Yeah, of course we're supposed to celebrate and have great times. He wants us to come together, but it's still not okay to um, eat ourselves, stuff ourselves. Like I know, you know, Christmas Eve's our, our big holiday and um, I really like ate I ate. And I was like, that's not what God wants me to do. Like he doesn't. I mean, it's just like I making it as an excuse. Well, it's the holidays. Why not? But even at that, we're supposed to maintain self-control. I don't think anywhere in scripture, right? Does it say you have to have self-control until this point and then it's done, right? Does it say that anywhere? Like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. So, so I was really like, I felt like that was a lesson I, I learned too this year. I'm like, ah, that's not okay. Um, and then Romans 12, um, one through one through two. Did you want to sure. uh, Romans 12, one and two, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your, hold on. I should know this <laughs> mind. <laughs> That by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Yeah, renew the mind. And I think doing that on a daily basis, that's why I love that we have our readings every day, um, constantly renewing our minds um, is, is a really good way to keep walking in the spirit because we are imagers of God. And what does, what does that mean? I mean, in every sense of the word, we're imagers of God's, even down, even in the imagers of God, even down to the way we eat. Um, Is there, you want to add anything to that? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yes, of course I do. We are in the image of God and and God created us to be healthy human beings. He is a healthy, healthy living human being, right? And so he Mm. is, wants us to be in that image Mm. and not in the image of gluttoners. Is that a word? (laughs) It is now gluttoners. There you go. We don't want to be gluttoners. Um, We want to have control and self-control, but that's an ongoing lifetime, Mm -hmm. not just until I get to the weight that I want to, um, which I never do. And I also never maintain. So I'm either going up or I'm going down. I never hit that mark and I never stay where I was. 
Um, and so that is also not in the image of God. And dear Lord, you're preaching to me. Okay, I'm going to be quiet now because no. I don't want to hear anymore. <laughs> no, we, Terry and I have had really great conversations about this. And uh, yeah, like it, you know, and it's, it's a struggle for, for all of us. Not, you know, we're all, you know, we all have thorns in our sides and, you know, none of us are exactly where we want to be, whether it's health, weight, uh, jobs, career. I mean, it's, you know, the list can go on and on. So we're always, you know, that, that work in progress. And, um, yes. but that, you know, weight and the scale and that's, idol that can be idolatry workouts, mm -hmm. fitness. I mean, bodybuilding is an extreme sense of, um, idolatry. Like I've had friends that do it and it's, it's their entire life. It's all consuming. It's all they can think about. And, you know, um, we're not really friends anymore <laughs> like, because it's a very self-absorbed, um, it's very, very, and so that's a whole other topic, but, um, <laughs> we are called to be set apart from the world as believers in Jesus Christ, faithfully living in obedience and communion with him. His own righteousness produces in us the practical daily righteousness that becomes our own breastplate. Uh, lack of holiness leaves us vulnerable to the great enemy of our souls. So when we give in to idolatry, even if it's that food that looks so innocent, we are giving into the enemy. He, ga he gains a foothold. And, um, you know, that the scripture with the spiritual warfare, putting on, you know, the helmet of salvation, I, you know, I think all of that is really important that daily, you know, and that's renewing our minds um, daily. And that's how we fight the enemy. Because as long as we're here, we are going to be, at, there's going to be a spiritual warfare. Um, and, so I have Ephesians here, 4, 24 through 25. Um, and to, to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor, for we are all members of one body. And this, re this spoke to me about speaking truthfully. Um, a lot of times um, when it comes to food, it's... Uh, you know, and I'm, I help people and I talk to people and it's what I do, but it, it's important. I can't sugarcoat things, be like, oh, that's okay. I mean, I think it's important we speak truthfully to each other about everything. And if you see that in somebody's life where, you know, if somebody's struggling with um, some, some health, some metabolic syndromes like, you know, type two diabetes or high cholesterol, high blood pressure, heart disease, there are things. And, you know, you see them, you know, eating things that are only contributing to their illness or their disease, I think it's important that we just come in love and talk. I mean, because it's important and, and just being there for each other, it's, it's really important there. So that just really spoke to me, that scripture. Yes. No, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we wanted to finish with 1 Corinthians. It's just joining up to the oh, audience. Sorry. <laughs> If First Corinthians chapter 10, uh, verse 12 through 14, we looked at 14 that said, so my dear friends, flee from the worship of idols. But if you go back to 12, it kind of gives us some further, more insight before we got to that line. If you think you are standing strong, be careful not to fall. Boy, did I learn that lesson this, this, these past two days. So I'm going to stop here, pause. 
because I shared a story with Ashley. I didn't even share this with Randy. I was on a, a conference uh, Thursday and Friday, and at the conference they had um, small cups with all little life little um, pieces of candy like the teeny little bite-sized Snickers and peanut butter cups and Butterfingers, and they were only bite-sized. And I um, actually brought my own food because I wanted to stay on my track. And I knew what they would be serving, which was cream soup and big croissants with um, chicken salad and uh, ham salad all mixed with mayo and all these things that I'm trying really hard to stay away from. And so uh, I brought my own food, and I even moved the cup of candy to a different table. Oh, and by the way, they had these huge donuts <laughs> that looked amazing. And I didn't eat any of those, and I said, told people had noticed, of course, and I said, no, I'm trying to stay away from that. Well, what happened was I had to go get a um, bottle of water, and the room was empty. And so as I was there, I saw those little Snickers and thought, they're bite size. <laughs> and, and so talk about living in secrecy, right? I decided to eat two of them, not one. I had to have two because in my mind, they were little. And so two of them, I figured, wasn't even fun size, right? <laughs> but... <laughs> 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 but I didn't want anybody else to know that I had done this, so I kept it to myself, and I ate it by myself, and I ate it before I saw anybody else. So nobody up there knows. Now, now Herb knows. He was there, and now anybody <laughs> can know. <sighs> this is like Texas she cake number two. <laughs> so if you think you are standing strong, which I was, I was standing very strong and I brought my own food, keep in mind, and I, for two days I had all my own stuff so that I wasn't going to eat anything that they had there. And so for two days, be, if you think you are standing strong, be careful not to fall. And I think I even had the scripture in here before. <laughs> <laughs> before I went. The temptations in your life are no different from what others experience, and it wasn't because there were others there that said they wanted to stay away from it, but ate the entire cup of candy. Um, but it at least said they wanted to, but they couldn't. So our temptations are no different. Mm -hmm. And for me, it is chocolate and sweets. Um, I can leave a bag of pretzels or potato chips sit there, but if I open a bag of cookies, I will not be able to stop, no matter what I try to distract myself, until that bag of cookies is gone. So you may experience something different. But it says, and God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> when you are tempted, he will show you a way out so that you can endure. Now here's the part of that. You have to listen to him. Yeah. He did give me a way out. I chose to go back and get that water but I needed the water for my lunch because I had a protein drink that I had to mix the water with. So in one hand, I needed it. I also, I kind of feel like Satan said, I'm going to make you forget that water, so you have to come back yeah. in this room. And then that temptation was there, and nobody was there to see me. 
And so I, I fell right into that. And I know that God was also saying, you can walk away from this. You can. I will give you the strength to walk away. Mm -hmm. And I chose not to. See, that was my choice in my head. I justified. Yeah. Right? We all Justified. Do. We all do. They were teeny tiny, not even fun size if I ate two. And that didn't seem too bad. And overall, it's not. Okay, not neither right. one of us is saying yeah. never eat chocolate again. I probably mm. shouldn't, but I'm still not saying I will never eat chocolate again. <laughs> but it's knowing your limitations and knowing mm. what will push you back over the edge. And so now, just because of those two little yeah. fun little teeny tiny bite-sized Snickers. I'm struggling again with chocolate and having to keep in my mind and remember, and I keep rem remembering this scripture, God is faithful. He will not allow you to be tempted. Again, I'm making a face at that one. He will not allow <laughs> you the temptation to be more than you can stand. That is true. It's in the Bible. I believe it. We just struggle living it, right? Mm -hmm. And that's our humanness and our fallen human being that we are and that I am. Um, but when I'm tempted, he will show me the way out if, and that's a big I, big F, capital I, F, if I turn to him mm -hmm. and if I allow him to show me the way out so that I can endure and if I give it to him, he will give me that answer. It's my choice. And that's, mm. oh man, that's free will, right? It's my choice, free will, to decide if I'm going to follow what God's telling me to do at this moment. And I don't believe God's going to, and he may. I'm just going to believe that he's not going to tell me never to eat chocolate again. But he might. <laughs> but he, you know, he's going to give me that way out. And, but I, it's my choice to follow him or not follow him. And in the instance of these Snickers, I chose not to. Um, even though I tried so hard, but if you think you are standing strong, be careful not to fall. Yeah. So watch how strong, <laughs> watch how strong you're standing. Um, not that you definitely should be standing strong, but recognize that if you're standing that strong, Satan is going to work extra mm -hmm. hard to get you to fall and be more deceiving about and it. Be more, yes. Because how many times have you done something you're like, whoa, like I didn't even realize until after. After I eaten something, I, I was like, "Oh, that was a total." I fell for it. I fell for mm -hmm. it. And and the important thing is um, to not feel shame because there is no condemnation. There is no shame. We we you know we just we take it to Christ and um, you know and His mercies are new every day. And you know, um, not saying like, "Oh, well, I'll be fine tomorrow." That's a big one. <laughs> I'll start tomorrow. Uh, no, no, not that way. Um, but you know, and really. Um, identifying that is it's a lot to unpack idolatry is i mean it's in especially in the world today we're just filled with it everywhere i mean it's mm -hmm. it's everywhere uh so you know um realizing like th certain things if it's not food you know if there is anything it could be somebody's car it could be your job it could be money um are you thinking about money all the time are you worried you're going to lose it not have it uh or just, you know stinginess i mean all of this can be um, and if it is idolatry and it's not, if anything's out of the place that God intended it to be, then we just need to examine our lives and, and our hearts and, and really see, see what's going on there. Um, okay. Okay. Thank all right. you, well, Ashley, thank you. for the enlightenment. Here, I'll and take all my notes off. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> questions. We'll take questions. <laughs> <laughs>